0: Welcome to the Strategic Living Podcast, a program dedicated to helping you achieve personal healing, discover your strategic purpose, and lead with maximum impact. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the strategic influencer in you. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here is your next-level mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Living Podcast. Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to
1: episode number 338. I'm really honored to have you with us today on the program. Hey, I've got a special treat for you today, something that's uh, a little different. Today, we are revisiting the four cornerstones for strategic living. In fact, I'm being interviewed today. I think you're going to enjoy this. Let's get to it, everybody, right now. Well, so much of what I do, so much of what I teach, so so much of what I communicate through our coaching, our seminars, our workshops, is built on a framework that I call the four cornerstones for strategic living. In fact, I wrote a book about this, which you'll hear more about in just a moment. Anytime you want to build something that stands the test of time, you must first engineer and construct a foundation worthy of the thing that you're proposing to build. In other words, you, you can't expect to build a 70 or 100 or 120-story building and just build a little 6-inch or 8-inch deep slab. It's just not going to hold the weight and the construct of what you're proposing. Think about this. I advocate the position all the time that you are created for greatness. There is something unique, something special, something significant you're called to do in your lifetime. And I believe we have the potential of building and constructing lives that are truly high impact, high influence, and high significance. Yet so many people who are pursuing their goals, who are pursuing those dreams, and They're doing so without having taken the time to inspect or possibly even re-engineer the foundation that they're building on. I I might even go so far as to say that a lot of people don't even have an idea that they can live life, quote-unquote, strategically or intentionally or with purpose. Well, a while back, I had the honor of being a guest on one of my dearest friends' podcast, And we went quite deep in this subject. It was a phenomenal conversation. Many of you have heard of, or maybe even heard on this program before, Ray Edwards. Ray is the uh, the founder of Ray Edwards International. He is a renowned expert in marketing and copywriting. He's authored numerous books, including his soon-to-be-released book entitled Permission to Prosper, which, by the way, I highly recommend because I've already read it. Sneak, sneak, hint, hint. You can find out all kinds of wonderful things about Ray and and tap into his work and the contributions that he's making at RayEdwards.com. And I, if you've not connected with Ray, you need to do that. Ray's one of the wisest, most insightful people that I know. And this conversation was really clear, and it was very powerful. When Ray and I chat about things, even when we're recording a show, it tends to, to kind of go deep. So I wanted to share that conversation with you today. So let's go right now to my interview on The Ray Edwards Show, and we're talking again about the four cornerstones for strategic living.
2: This is The Ray Edwards Show, episode 250, entitled The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living by Brian
1: Holmes. Ray, it's always a delight and what a privilege it is to just come on and share with your audience.
2: You have got so many things going on. you got the Strategic Leader Podcast, which I highly recommend. you got the Monday Mastery videos on your YouTube channel, which is outstanding. There's your blog at Brianholmes.com. But i, I got to tell you, the thing I'm most excited about, and this is from my heart. This is not like, uh, you didn't write this out for me. I don't have a script. This is just from my heart. I just was going over the preliminary manuscript for your new book, And um, dude, I am so excited about this that I think it's going to be a game changer for people. You and I were talking about another book, somebody else's book a few minutes ago when you said, well, that's a game changer. And you don't say that about things very often. And I don't say that about things very often either. Cause I think there's certain phrases that get overused in, in the uh, podcasting world and in the improvement and, and business building and self-improvement world. And some of those phrases are, it changed my life. I was totally transformed. It's a game changer. And so I try not to use those things unless I actually mean them. And this material, this um, body of work that you've created, I believe, really is a game changer.
1: I think so. It, for me, personally, it has been because it's something that I have been working out in my own life over the last number of years as uh, this framework has kind of come to me. But uh, I, I think it may be. I, I really believe it will be. In fact, the book you're mentioning is The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living. And that really is a primer. It's a pretty short book, which I'm, by the way, I'm discovering that short books are great.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, you actually read them. Yeah, you do. And And you feel like you've accomplished something. And if it's, if the content's rich enough, you've actually moved the the needle.
2: Well, yes. And I I think the truth is um, most books that are in the 200 page range are there because the publisher told the author, well, we need your book to be 185 pages long. That's what sells. And yeah. so the author took a an article and expanded it into 185 pages. Yes. But I think we're better off if you have a book that's 25 or 30 pages long, or I don't, I don't remember what the page count on your book is, but whatever the case may be, the short books, they get right to the meat that give you the information and the transformation you need Those are more powerful because
1: they get read, they get finished, and you can read them more than once and continue to learn from them. Absolutely. Uh, This book's going to be 50, 60, 70 pages-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'm not really concerned about the count. I'm concerned about the content. Uh, but, But it's a primer, really, because there's a broader spectrum of this. It's really the framework. Four cornerstones is truly four cornerstones, but on cornerstones, you build a structure. So, and so in, in the coming months and years, we're going to be building on this and un- unpacking these. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this.
2: Well, and let's uh, let's camp on that for a moment. Four cornerstones. You're talking about a building. Every building has four cornerstones that if they're laid correctly and firmly and they're lined up, they're aligned the way they're supposed to be, then the entire structure will stand strong. And that's the metaphor that you're going for
1: here, Right. Exactly right, and and in the book, in the opening uh, comments, we talk about the pyramids of Giza and, and how there are truly four cornerstones, and those are some of the only pyramids that have stood the test of time. They're there, gosh, millennium later, gen- generations later, certainly, and they're there because of cornerstones that were set precisely, this is before technology, this is before uh, electrical engineering, all this stuff, this is before… Uh, all the tools we have today, those cornerstones literally set in place a foundation that allowed these structures to stand the test of of so many thousands of years. It's pretty amazing.
2: Now, so that people understand what I mean when I say it's a game changer, and I do believe this is foundational material. I, I honestly believe this will be foundational material in the area of crafting a better life for oneself, for crafting a better life for one's family, for crafting a better future for one's company. I believe that strongly in it, but could you explain what the four cornerstones
1: are, where they came from and what they mean to us? Absolutely. Let's, let's just kind of list them out and then we'll unpack them as you see fit. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. The four cornerstones for strategic living uh, is a framework for constructing a life that matters, constructing a life that is effective and productive and successful. I I define success as having accomplished what it is God created us to to do in our lifetime.
2: Okay. So let me pause for a moment. I should have asked another question first. Sure. What does it mean to live
1: strategically? Okay. Great question. Well, this is pretty simple when you think about it, but how many people do we know that wake up every day, they roll up out of the bed, they they run to the kitchen, grab their cup of Jehovah Java, and they they go about, you know, wandering into the bathroom, jump in the shower, do the deal, get dressed, you know, kiss the wife or the husband goodbye, pat the kids on the back of the head and go off to do something they hate doing. They don't find satisfaction in, they're not really making a difference in their world as they were created to do. They're just doing life incidentally, accidentally. They're just, they're just floating through life, not really serving the purpose for which they were created. I believe that we must really live our lives with great intention on purpose, as it were. I call that living strategically and living strategically takes purpose and intent a step further. It means that we have to look at all the really major components of life and factor those out to construct a plan, a roadmap. Uh, the, The Bible talks about write the vision, make it plain so that those that read it may run. I believe we must have a strategic plan to live our life by based on these components that God has inherently placed in our lives. These four
2: cornerstones lead us to building that strategically driven life. That's exactly correct. Okay, so take the ball and run with it. I'll try not to interrupt you again.
1: No, interrupt anytime. I enjoy it. Uh, The four cornerstones are listed in order. In order. Number one, personal healing. Number two, personal discovery. Number three, personal development. Number four, personal deployment. Now, you mentioned a moment ago that these same principles can apply to family can apply to relationships, can apply to companies, businesses, and so you could you could substitute personal for business, you know, healing, <laughs> business discovery, whatever the case may be. You get what I'm saying, but let's just take this from an individual standpoint because really the business is only going to be as healthy as the individual who runs it. But we'll just come back to that later. Personal healing, personal discovery, personal development personal deployment personal healing is what i will call in this framework the chief cornerstone it has to be set in place first
2: okay all right (laughs) so i am just trying to to be an advocate for our listeners who some of whom i feel like right now are going now hang on i am not screwed up i do not need personal healing i'm healthy i got my head screwed on straight um i would like to skip this woo-woo part
1: Okay, well, I would encourage you just to listen, consider, and if it doesn't apply to you, which is probably not the case, but if it doesn't apply to you, then move on to step number two, okay? <laughs> okay, so tell us, what is what is the personal healing thing all about? Well, all of us, every human being probably ever born to time, has experienced various inputs or trauma or models that we've observed, whatever the case may be. We've, we've learned things through our experiences one way or the other, and those have uh, caused limiting beliefs, caused perceptions about our worth, our value. Uh, in some cases, there's been great violations of our person. Uh, that was the case in my life. I was raised in a great Christian home, not that that's the uh, well anyway i was right, i was raised right in a great home but i had a major incident happen to me at a very young age which even though i didn't continue in in that trauma day to day the point was is that it caused me to think certain ways about my abilities about my future about my capacities and here's the thing unresolved or unreconciled issues in our hearts what for whatever the the source of those are unresolved unreconciled unhealed issues deep within the inner person, create a ceiling on our ability to maximize our God-given potential. In other words, you're going to tap a ceiling at some point. You may be able to experience great success, prosper to to a certain degree, uh, but at some point, you're going to max out at the point where you have unresolved or unreconciled issues internally. Uh, man, I could state so many case studies here, and I, I, I these are not criticisms at all, but Tiger Woods and and Justin Bieber, and I mean, gosh, Amy Winehouse, great singer, great performer, but tremendous internal struggles and difficulties. And at some point, as, as high of a level of success as you may achieve financially, uh, with sponsors, whatever you may have, at some point, that's going to catch up with you, and it's going to unwind uh, or self-destruct, if you will your capacity
2: and i believe that is true and i also believe what you said earlier that i think every one of us has areas inside that could benefit from healing and restoration and just if if you would as you're listening to this follow along with me and see if any of these things sound familiar have you ever made a resolution or set a goal and not achieved it not done the things that were you knew what to do but you couldn't get yourself to do it Yes. There's an internal conflict that caused that to happen. Have you ever thought to yourself, I should be more attentive to my spouse and be present when I'm at home and not be snippety and short-tempered, and yet you still end up being distant and far away and snippety and short-tempered? There's an internal conflict that you need to resolve. Have you ever been at work and been frustrated and thinking, why do I have to work so many hours? I, I need to be able to relax. I'm tired of working 60 hours a week and nobody appreciates me. There's internal conflict conflicts
1: that need to be resolved it is so pervasive i think that's why we don't see it yeah the abnormal has become normal and so it's really become our, our default reality we need to step back from that and recognize that some of these things are limiting behaviors limiting beliefs and they will keep us stuck in our present reality if we don't address those be willing to unpack those dive a little deeper and look at those from an honest heart and and Allow personal healing to happen. I want to mention, too, that personal healing doesn't have to be some spiritual, spooky, weird deal. Uh, Personal healing is about the mind, about the heart, about your emotional state. Uh, It can certainly be a spiritual and a godly thing. But at the end of the day, personal healing is about looking at your life from a a very honest perspective and allowing yourself permission to go to the painful places and – deal with things that are unresolved and unreconciled.
2: In your book, you even say, this is like a fracture in your foundation.
1: It is, it is. And that word fracture or another word is fault, F-A-U-L-T, and fault can be defined as as it's your fault, like you did something wrong and you messed it up. But fault can also be defined and is defined as a crack or a fissure beneath the surface. You can't see it with the naked eye. Uh, you think of the San Andreas Fault on the West Coast, uh, which I know you're familiar with, mm-hmm. and uh, think about that. On the surface, everything looks wonderful. It's engineered, it's constructed, it's put together well, what have you. But a, f- a few feet below the surface, there is a massive chasm, a fracture in the Earth's foundation that is unseen to the eye, and it has the potential to undo everything on the surface. Mm. Such is the case with these unresolved areas in our lives. If we don't deal with these fractures that are deep within us, at some point things begin to shake and our, our, our money, our work, our family relationships, our marriages, these things begin to feel the effects of something that's unresolved below the surface.
2: Now, we, we certainly don't have time to give anybody the formula for fixing these fractures in, in this short little interview. But if, if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I really do have something that I need some help with. Where do people go? What do they do about this?
1: That's a great question. Obviously, I, I advocate going to counselors, uh, but I think you have to have a framework for that even. You have, to, you have to go in knowing what it is that you're looking for or looking at. and and allow them the ability to see and help you navigate that. Uh, There are many programs. Pathways Life Management is one. Uh, We do a a profile or a uh, personal transformation profile that, that walks people through a questionnaire that, interestingly enough, helps people unpack and discover and look at, okay, my gosh, I need to look at that. The truth is, Ray, if you can get honest enough long enough to acknowledge the evidence that exists in your life, That is such a massive first step in the direction of personal healing. Uh, Most of us just kind of brush over it and move on and pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. But if you can acknowledge it, bring a coach, bring a mentor, bring a counselor, someone alongside of you or enroll in some of the great programs that are out there. We help you. BrianHolmes.com. We do a lot of coaching and and personal uh, transformation coaching in that area. But get someone who can help you navigate through a step-by-step process to get you from where you are to where you need to be in the area of personal healing.
2: Agreed. And it's so important. It is it is the chief, as you said, the chief cornerstone. And uh, I think I, would, I, just, I just want to underline, magnify the fact that you have to be careful when you go looking for a counselor um, because there are counselors out there, many of them, if not most of them, that are more screwed up than the people they're treating. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, so I just would uh, carefully encourage you to do your research and find a counseling service or a person who knows what they're doing, who you can trust. And I, there's very few organizations or people that I trust enough to just give a blanket recommendation. But in your case, uh, Brian, I would recommend anybody go to your website, brianholmes.com, and you've got different avenues where they can engage with you. And I, I completely trust you. I would send any member of my family to you uh, without hesitation. And so I think that's a good
1: place for people to start. Man, I appreciate that so much, and and we—if we can't help someone specifically—I promise you, because of our years of experience in this area, we will direct them to very, very uh, strong, powerful, wonderful programs or individuals who can.
2: Okay, so we started the healing process, and maybe we're not all healed up, but we're patched up enough that we're not leaking anyway. Um, so, so Is there what's a link for dingy? what's the, uh, the next cornerstone
1: is personal discovery. What's that all about? Personal discovery. So once, once we've dealt with the, the unreconciled issues, now we're going to move into, okay, who am I? Why am I here? We've heard our friend Dan Miller talk about this for years. Uh, Who am I? Why am I here? Which sounds like a wonderful, interesting question, but there are very specific ways you can discover that. One is you obviously look at personality styles, which I'm sure many of your audience have heard about that. Uh, You look at your gifts and your strengths, gifts, talents, skills, abilities. What are you good at? What do you enjoy? What are your passions? Uh, what are the things that when you're engaged in those things, they are literally energizing you. They're, they're, they're causing you to tap into creativity, tap into productivity, tap into uh, new ideas and and serving others well and adding value. Those kinds of things. So we have a formula that we take people through to discover those values, personalities, gifts, and strengths. And we literally unpack each of those step by step. But it, I don't know too many people, Ray, who have actually taken the time to inventory who am I, why am I here? And it just, just doesn't make any sense to me.
2: And the fact is, you need a framework for how to do that. Yeah, and yeah, you do even people who've tried to do it, I think haven't really known how to approach it. Now, what about the person I, because I hear this so often and I'm sure you do too. Uh, the person who comes to you and says, but Brian, I don't have anything I'm passionate about. Nothing lights me up.
1: Uh, well, I can probably ask them about three questions and, and disprove their, their, their theory or their supposition. However, uh, occasionally you do meet the person who is uh incredibly pitiful and by that i mean they're they they wallow in pity quite often and you meet the same person who uh uh, has so much unresolved unreconciled issues in their self-worth that we're gonna have to do some serious deep down work before we can discover much there it is we're back to the personal healing healing it's number one yeah
2: yeah Uh, that's that's what i that's where i figured we were going to go but um so, okay, so personal discovery, and then once we've discovered what lights us up and, and what our purpose is, uh, what's personal development about?
1: This is one that uh, is very dear to my heart. I'm very passionate about. I, I struggle. Uh, well, let me back up and say this. You know that my background for many, many years was vocational ministry, meaning I was in full-time pulpit religious uh, roles and functions uh it, it amazes me that even in that culture um there's a very high focus and emphasis on image a very low focus very low emphasis on investment. Mm. And by that I mean uh individuals want to present or project that they have certain things together. They know how to talk the talk, they know how to to look a certain way, dress for success, yada yada but they just don't invest much in themselves. And personal development, if you think about the the sequence here, personal healing, paramount, personal discovery, critical. But now that I know who I am, why I'm here, it seems to me like the natural progression would be, what do I need to do to hone in on those skills, to, to build up, to become better, to become more knowledgeable, to become an expert in my field, to become more skillful and more uh, more relevant to those, to the group of people that I'm called to serve. And we're talking about simple things, Ray, like reading books, like taking online courses. And I'm not against higher education in the institutional sense. If there's a an area you're called to serve in that requires institutional academic education settings where you go to university, go to school, get a certification, but I'm just saying people tend these days to show. I grew up when I was 16, 17, 18, I was buying Zig Ziglar and, and, you know, everybody else and Earl Nightingale. I was investing my hard-earned lawn mowing money into cassette tape programs. Some of the people listening don't even know what a cassette tape is, Uh, but I, I invested in Growing me, growing my mind, growing my beliefs, growing my faith, growing my confidence. And so I'm talking about personal investment. Again, I advocate a strategic approach to that, not just random buying stuff for the sake of buying stuff, but really focusing in on the things you've discovered as a framework for who you are, why you're here, and developing that person.
2: Well, and this is the reason. It's just like um, a recipe has an order that you do things in an order that you combine the ingredients in. And if you go off the order, you can get um, unpredictable results like the cake doesn't rise or the uh, stroganoff tastes horrible or whatever the case may be. And it's why when we speak, when we write, we have a syntax, we have an order that the words go in or else the sentence doesn't make any sense. So like um, the, the famous example is you can say the dog bit Johnny or you can say Johnny bit the dog all the same words. Very, I know, John. very different meaning. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why it's in this order. One, personal healing, two, personal discovery, three comes personal development only after you've dealt with the first two. And, and let me ask you this, do, does this mean I have to have perfect healing and, and perfect discovery
1: before I get into personal development? Great question. Here, here's something that's going to surprise everyone. Uh, and we'll talk about personal deployment in just a moment. But This is a lifelong cyclical process because as I grow as a person, as I expand my my reach, my influence, higher levels of influence oftentimes reveal other areas that I've not yet seen need to be healed. In other words, the the more high-profile environment that I'm in, the light shines a little bit brighter, so it may reveal something in my heart or in my person oh, shucks, I got to go back and, and and deal with this now, which leads to greater healing, a higher level of discovery about my purpose, about God's plan for my life. And so it, it really is this never-ending thing. I do believe that a person can really focus for nine to 12 months possibly and really emphasize this whole process as a, an exercise to get the foundation laid. But then over the course of one's life, it's seasons of healing, seasons of discovery, seasons mm-hmm. of development and seasons of new deployment.
2: I love that seasons comparison because we can all understand that that it's not you don't have four seasons and that's it it's all over. yes yeah. it's, it's cyclical you know when you're it in is. when you're into winter season and things are cold and frozen and dead, do you know spring is going to bring new life? Yes it is. That's a beautiful thing. Somebody designed a great system when they set that up.
1: (laughs) Yes. I wonder who that could have been.
2: Uh, Okay. So so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so we've, uh, we've walked through the first three cornerstones and that leads to the fourth one, which is, I think this is usually where people start. And this is why they have so much trouble because people want to get out there and do the stuff. So tell us about personal deployment.
1: Uh, personal deployment is just what it sounds like, and and the metaphor that I draw on this oftentimes is we we have great men and women that serve our country in the military. Uh, they they do things that me- most people are not willing to do. They go to the front lines. They go to the dangerous places to provide to us our freedom. So I want to just throw that in right away. I I honor, respect, and love our men and women in uniform. Here's the deal, though: each of those young men and young women uh, begin by enrolling in the process and they go off to a boot camp go off to a training program in fact my wife and i were in an airport i think it might have been denver not too long ago and we were both overcome with emotion because we saw uh, a sergeant or somebody in a military uniform and he had 20 or 30 maybe 40 or 50 young people 18 year olds fresh out of high school gathered around them and these kids had a- opted into the military and they were actually going through the process at the airport of getting their sorted out and up and it was just i'm thinking to myself I, i've got a daughter just graduated high school that could be my daughter mm. and it was overwhelming to me but those kids were off to train they were off to to deal with internal issues because i promise you in boot camp you're going you're going the light's gonna shine on some stuff <laughs> And you got to deal with some stuff uh, they're going to learn skills. They're going to discover who they really are. They're going to discover what their aptitudes are. They're going to do the whole this whole thing we're talking about. At some point, they're ready. At some point, they're trained. At some point, they have mastered certain skill sets, certain job duties that they can go now serve in that capacity. But there comes a moment when these kids get their their orders. They get a, a letter in the mail or they get a notification they're, they're being, they're to the place where they can most, approach, most affect what they've been prepared to do. Best deployment. And you're exactly right, man. You said it a moment ago. So many people say, gosh, I want to do that. And they deploy, they go get, start doing that. And, I, and I, I appreciate the fact that they do that. I, I love the initiative and, and the, the passion and all of that. But here's the thing if you've not been healed, if you've not discovered some things about who you are, if you've not developed those skill sets, you're going into that place of assignment ill-equipped and likely you're going to find yourself in failure, in crisis, in all kinds of issues. And, and so we advocate this position of do the thing, do the process, deploy. Again, deployment's seasonal. These kids may come home for a respite, get to hang out with their parents or their friends or their husband, their wife, And they're going to go they're going to go back through some training and be redeployed again. It's all seasonal. But deployment is the fourth cornerstone, not the first cornerstone.
2: This concept of the four cornerstones of strategic living, I believe, really is the path that so many people are looking for, uh, because if you take care of things in this order, Then you have a firm foundation underneath your structure of your life, of your business, of your family, of your relationships. And then you can build on that. You can build as high as you want to, as high as God has inspired you to do and really achieve. I think every one of us has got a mission inside of us, uh, some specific purpose that we were put here with. Uh, most of us more than one. And you got to lay the foundation before you can get all that stuff done. And I just think you've got such a a fantastic approach and way of helping people with that. So I'm, I'm, look, I'm studying this material myself. I'm going through this process. I'm looking at, and I'm starting with cornerstone number one, like What, what is inside me that needs healing? Uh, Because we all, no matter what level we're at in life, we're, we're constantly peeling new layers of the onion and discovering, Oh, I didn't know that was there. So I just really encourage you to do what Brian's talking about. Approach this thing, uh, open, approach it, um, wide open as in being vulnerable to what is it that I need to discover that needs to be healed inside myself? And how can I go through this process? And I love this framework, these four cornerstones, personal healing, then personal discovery then personal development, then personal deployment. And uh, just one, one more question um, that just occurred to me. If I'm already, quote, deployed, how mm-hmm. does this work for me? If I'm already working in a company or in my own business or in, in the
1: mission field or whatever, how do I approach this? Promotion and elevation are also cyclical, also seasonal. I, I don't know of any person that wants to stay on the level they are now, and you may be functioning in tremendous success and prosperity right now, but I promise you this, if you want it, there's another level for you. So my my thought is to that individual, wherever you are, go back and embed yourself in this process and see, from my perspective, what God might reveal to you about his preferred future. What does he have for you next? What's the next level? Here's what I know. Whatever was excellent on the previous level is mediocre at best on the next level. So you think you're doing great here. Just wait till you allow yourself permission to go through this process and get promoted or elevated to a new level of functioning, prosperity, blessing, influence, all those things. It's just a different deal. But every time you're ready to go to the next, look, every level requires some test. Yeah, you, yes. You give yourself the deal. So my thing is just see what might come out of this process for you. And is there something more that you can step into in the season?
2: I really appreciate you taking time to share the four cornerstones with us. And I, uh, I applaud the fact that you're sharing with the world. I think that this is an important message that needs to be spread. And so if uh, people want to get in contact with you, like they want to have you on their podcast or uh, have you at their event or something like that,
1: how do they do that? BrianHolmes.com. There's a contact form right there. Just uh, either that or call our offices. The number's there on the website. We'd be happy to serve you. My assistant Val will make sure that anyone that calls from rayedwards.com is going to get priority service. I promise you that.
2: Be sure and grab a copy of Brian's book, The Four Cornerstones for Strategic Living. I think you'll be glad you did. I know you'll be glad you did. In the meantime, God bless you, and may he continue doing more for you than you can ask or even possibly imagine.
0: If you're ready to take your life and leadership to another level and are committed to doing whatever necessary to become the influencer God has created you to be, then you are ready for this week's Influencers Challenge. Well, I trust you enjoyed that interview with Ray and... Uh... This is just a very powerful
1: concept. It's, a, it's really a framework. It's something you can take and work through and build on. And I want to help you do that today. I don't normally take time in this segment to advertise anything, but here's the thing. If you want to go deeper in understanding the four cornerstones, if you want to go deeper in building and constructing a life that really matters for you, then I want to invite you to go to brianholmes.com forward slash for the number four C S like Charlie Sierra or corner stones. Uh, so it's Brianholmes.com forward slash for the number four C S. That's going to take you to a page that will explain to you that we not only have the, the little small 70 something page book. That's just a, a primer really on the subject uh, that's available to you on Amazon, but it's also going to show you that we have a, a, four cornerstones online course. It's me teaching the content, teaching the concepts over the course of about an hour, hour and a half. And I would love to offer that to you. And uh, just go to brianholmes.com forward slash 4CS for more information about that. Here's what I want for you. I want you to build a life of significance. Success is fleeting and, and success is really defined in so many different ways. Uh, It's really subjective if you think about it. Significance, however, is when you leave your mark and you make your difference. And the way to do that is to go through the process of personal healing, personal discovery, personal development, and then you deploy. And I would also remind you, as we talked about in the interview, this happens in cycles. You're, You're never finished with personal healing personal discovery, development, deployment. These things happen in seasons and in cycles as you're constantly growing and developing and becoming more of what it is and who it is that God created you to be. Again, go to brianholmes.com forward
0: slash 4CS. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Strategic Living Podcast. We trust this program has been a valuable resource and has challenged you to take your life and leadership to the next level. We invite you to join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at BrianHolmes.com. As always, if this podcast and our other resources have benefited you, be sure to share them and pass it on. Until next time, may God bless you immensely. And remember, you are created for greatness.